Hey, New City family. Thank you for coming to listen to this week's message. This is AJ Farthing, and I have the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New City. Our mission is to see Jesus change lives and reach the world. We want you to be a part of that movement by helping you grow as a disciple and encouraging you to share with others. So be sure to share this with someone you know to help encourage them. If you happen to live in the Tampa area, come check out our church on Sunday mornings at 920 or 11 a.m. You can find the information and other resources on our website, newcitytpa.com. I pray this message encourages and challenges you in your faith, and you take this message and share it with those in your life. Uh, It's Pastor AJ here with a holiday message for you. I hope that it's been a great Christmas season as you've gotten just to remember uh, the birth of Jesus and celebrate who he is and what he has done for us. Uh, Man, I love that we got to gather together at Christmas Eve. Uh, Man, that was a sweet service of just remembering uh, Jesus' birth, remembering what he has done for us, and just getting time together. And so, uh, man, I always look forward to gathering together. uh, And so I'm really excited that we get to kind of pick up uh, today uh, with where we left off on Christmas Eve in Luke chapter 2. And so we're actually going to look at two scenes of Jesus' early life uh, where we see uh, Jesus and we're going to really press in starting at a 40-day-year-old Jesus. And so we're going to see Mary and Joseph uh, being really good Jewish parents, and they're following the Levitical law uh, to come and present Jesus at the temple and offer a sacrifice. And so we can start in verse 22 of Luke chapter 2. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And so we see them doing this, and in verse 25, we get introduced to a man named Simeon, uh, whose scripture wanted us to know was old, but also was devout and righteous. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, meaning he was waiting for the rescuing and comfort of his people. He was waiting for a deliverer, the promised Messiah. And so what we begin to see uh, is that Mary and Joseph are bringing Jesus into the temple, And the Spirit of God comes to Simeon and directs him to the spot where Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus are. And we're told in verse 26 that God had actually promised Simeon before this that he would not die before he would meet the Christ, the Savior of Israel. And so, I find this wild, but he meets, upon meeting Jesus, he actually takes Jesus into his arms and issues this beautiful prophetic praise. Look with me, church, at starting in verse 29, where it says, Lord... Now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. And so as we keep reading, we're going to see that Mary and Joseph are just kind of in awe of what Simeon is saying here. Uh, And I find this really awesome that he doesn't just stop with a prophetic praise. Then he looks at Mary and he tells her that Jesus is the appointed one that's going to help many rise and many fall because hearts are going to be revealed through him. And I mean, you just got to think for a moment. This is quite like the moment in the temple of a stranger coming and grabbing your baby and saying all these things to you. But as we continue to read, we get to meet um, this story of Anna who has lived in the temple most of her life. Uh, being there at this sweet time uh, with Simeon, Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus. We see her come into the scene in verse 38. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and speak of him to all who were waiting in the redemption, waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. 
Y'all, this is quite the presentation thing happening for Jesus at the temple. But you got to think, though, for the king of kings and the Lord of lords, Israel was probably expecting this grand presentation of the Messiah. But what we have here is just two people realizing that Jesus has come onto the scene and realizing the magnitude of the situation. And so I just want to like pause before we go and meet 12-year-old Jesus uh, and draw out kind of two things for us to notice, church. And the first is just that Jesus brings peace and joy. Peace and joy are things that we talk about at Christmas, but uh, I love that we don't just talk about it at Christmas, but as we see in our story, that it continues as people encounter Jesus. We see it uh, earlier that the angel announced that peace had come uh, when Jesus was born. We saw it with Mary and Joseph and Zechariah, but we see now that as people are encountering Jesus and believing in him, he brings peace and joy. And he's going to continue to do that as we walk through the gospel of Luke. I think we can even look at Simeon's life, who was this old man who was righteous and devout. And remember, God said that he would not depart or die before he met the Christ. And I feel like this just causes like a wave of emotions, or at least it would have for me. Because then you don't know when or how, what, what's going to happen. All these things are going on. He would go to the temple and wonder, is today the day? All while showing just this faith in God and just kind of waiting expectantly. And so I pray, church, that as we go into 2024, that we follow the testimony of Simeon and just see God is faithful, taking him at his word, that we see that he is going to fulfill his promises. Because we see that with Simeon, that God fulfills his promises. As he meets Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus, he declares in verse 29, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. We get to see that Simeon has a peace that passes all understanding. Not just seeing Jesus, but knowing that salvation has come. We see that in his prophetic praise that he's looked upon the salvation of God's people and it was in the form of a baby. We just have to realize in this moment, what we're seeing is that Jesus is bringing peace. And I feel like we can miss this sometimes because the world tells us that like peace is not going to be found anywhere else but in ourselves that our purpose and fulfillment is going to come through what we think of ourselves. And the world is going to say that we can save ourselves and we're going to do all this for ourselves. But what we know, and I'm here to tell you, church, is that that's just wrong. Jesus came to actually deliver us from ourselves. He's the one who gives us purpose and fulfillment in him. We in Christ have peace from the unrelenting and futile attempts to save ourselves. But instead... We get to find all that we need in Christ. Because peace is knowing that we're secure forevermore with Jesus. New City, let, let us not forget what Jesus did for us. That by defeating sin and death, we don't have to worry about what tomorrow will bring. We no longer fear death, but we live in peace with God now and forevermore. We get to remember that our value is based upon what Jesus has done for us. A bad day doesn't change our status with God. And we can have peace and joy in Jesus. Because Jesus came, I find this just fascinating, that Jesus came that we could have peace in a world that offers no peace and no rest. 
And so as we find ourselves, and I, I find myself here, just not at peace, the solution is to go back to Jesus. Go back to the one who offers us peace. Because right now your life may seem like it's just out of control, or you're worried, or maybe you're just trying to hold all things together. But I want to invite you to go to the one who does hold all things together, who is over all things. I want to invite you to the one who says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. And that person is Jesus. This is what Jesus came to provide. He came to provide peace. And so we have to be simply willing to go and receive it, which is easier said than done. I understand. But when we do that, we get to see our response to Jesus be a lot like Anna's. Because that's our second takeaway is that when we encounter Jesus, then we want to tell others. I mean, I love how we get to see Anna in this story as someone who has longed for God's promised deliverer. We see that she was fasting and praying for many years, asking God to move mightily. And we just get to see God be gracious and allow Anna to be in the same place as Simeon and Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. And she hears what Simeon says and she takes it all in. Being a prophetess, she gets it. She knows what all this means. And her response, I love this. Look at verse 38. Her response is at that very hour, she began to give thanks. Meaning she was just worshiping. And in that, she began to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. People were waiting to be rescued. People were waiting to experience redemption. And Anna, in this moment, 40-day-year-old Jesus, she's found it. And she just begins to tell everybody. And I, I love this is how this can be a call for us today. That Jesus was not only born and 40 days old, but verse 40 tells us that he continues to grow. That he continues to be strong and filled with wisdom. And the favor of God was upon him. The scripture also tells us that he lives a perfect life. A life that would also take him to the cross. He would die the penalty for our sins, dying the death that we deserved so that we could have peace, so that we could have joy, so that we could be called children of God. I love how the hymn, I'm not going to sing it, don't worry, but uh, I love the hymn, Jesus paid it all, because all to him we owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. Our salvation is found in Jesus. Peace is found in Jesus. And I pray, New City, that we don't hide this or keep this to ourselves. Because what people all around us are looking for, even if they don't know it, man is rescuing. They're looking for redemption, to be made new, to have a true peace in their life. And we know where that's found. That's found in Jesus. And people want to know the good news of Jesus, even if they don't know that's what they're looking for. And so, New City, I pray that we are a people that go and share that good news with them. That we go and share the gospel that Jesus loves them and that has died in their place for them. God, that's one of the most loving things we can do this holiday season and any season. And so I pray, New City, that our church is going to be about the things of God more than the things of this world. That we go and declare His good news. And we actually get to see that more as we look at Jesus at 12-year-old, as 12-year-old. And so starting in verse 41, we get to see Mary and Joseph continue to be good Jewish parents, uh, and they go up to Jerusalem every year for Passover. 
And so we're not with 40-day-year-old Jesus, we're 12-year-old Jesus now. And as it happens, sometimes, uh, parents can lose track of their kids. I'm not saying it's happened to me or you, but it happens, okay? Uh, and so what we see as you read uh, this section in Luke 2 is that Jesus stayed back as his family went back home. Now, granted, it's probably a big caravan of people traveling back home from Jerusalem, but still, uh, Mary and Joseph eventually realize that, hey, Jesus isn't here. And so, I mean, this just has to be a moment though, right? I mean, just one, you lose your kid, so there's already panic, you know? Uh, you can't place your eyes on them. But what, what a crazy prayer request that had to be as they go to God and it's like, hey, God, so I know you gave us your son, all right? The son of God, deliverer of Israel and all people. We can't find him. Can you help? Please, like, I mean, like, there's got to be that moment where it's like, man, we got to go to the Lord, right? But it's the Lord's son, and we lost him. But we do find in our passage, uh, in verse 46, that after three days, which, I mean, three days of trying to find your kid, um, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, and asking them questions. And in verse 47, it says, all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. Now, what happens next is... Only is only something a mom I feel like can do, even to the Son of God. Because I feel like Mary forgets for a moment. She's talking to like the Son of God, and she goes, Why have you treated us so? We have been searching and are in great distress. It's like, what are you doing, Jesus? What why would you do this to us? Now, I imagine she quickly figured it out because of Jesus' response in 49, uh, when he said, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Now, I feel like only the Lord gets away with talking to their mom like that, but well, that's another day. But Jesus, in this, what I want us to take away from is that Jesus wanted to be about the things of God. So he was in the house of God. And so we're going to see as you finish out chapter 2 of Luke that Mary and Joseph just don't fully understand. But Jesus listens in obedience to his parents, and he's growing in favor in God with man. Uh, and we're going to see more of that uh, on January 7th as we look at Luke 3. But just as Jesus was, my prayer for us, New City, is that we are about the things of God. And this is kind of our final takeaway just for today and really for 2023, that Jesus continually seeks God, and so should we. We see in our passage that Jesus simply wanted to be with his heavenly Father. And church, I pray that that is something we crave. Let us be about God and his word, just really above all else. Let us spend intentional and unhurried time with God in his word. Let us carve out time each and every day just to communicate with him. And that doesn't mean just share our requests with him, but to just share our heart, to share what's burdening us, man, and really just give him space to lead us in that, to care for us and to comfort us. God, New City, in 2024, I really do pray that we can encourage one another to be more about the things of God than we were in 2023, more than we ever have before. I pray that we share the gospel more than we did in 2023. I pray that we see more people come to know Jesus, that we see more salvation, we see more baptisms in 2024 than we ever have before. Because what I truly believe is that when the people of God are pursuing God, Man, God's just going to do a mighty work. 
So I'm expecting, and I'm really excited, New City Church, to see God do a mighty work. Because I find it really encouraging that even Jesus, the Son of God, was there being about the things of God in the Father's house. And so I want us to be like Jesus, New City Church. I want us to be like Jesus and to be about the Father's work in 2024. And so as we do seek to see Jesus change lives and reach the world, I think we just need to be about Jesus. And so I'm really excited to see what God is going to do in 2024 as we are, just as Jesus was, all about the things of God. And so I'm so thankful, New City, uh, that we've gotten to spend time in God's Word together. Uh, Happy New Year. I'm excited to worship together on January 7th. Uh, We got both of our services, 9, 20, and 11. Let me pray for us, New City. God, you are just worthy of all of our praise. God, I thank you that you are the one who brings peace. God, I thank you that we just get to know you. God, what a gift that is. And so God, I pray for you to just move mightily. I pray for you to move mightily in New City. I pray for you to move mightily in each and every one of our hearts. And that God, we get to just rejoice and celebrate all that you do uh, as we are about you. It's in your name that we pray, amen.